0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling, with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting midseason form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the Big Four, BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that is played, from MMA to international soccer. Head to BetOnline today and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that's capital letters BLEAV, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. (laughs) Hey, welcome back to another edition of the Top of Thunder podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Hunzinger, at Thunder Chats, we are part of the b Weave Network. This podcast is brought to you by betonline.ag. Welcome in, welcome back, and happy new year, everybody. I hope you guys had a very fun, very safe New Year's Eve. Um, you know, for for me and my family, we, uh, we had... Uh, we didn't have anybody come over. Everybody kind of had plans that usually comes over. Uh, there was some sickness going around, um, but my sister-in-law came over. We played games with the kids and stuff. And this was the first year we let the kids stay up till midnight. Well, we tried to let them last year, but they they fell asleep. But like they were like actively in the thick of everything going on last night. So, uh, well, except Nova. Nova <laughs> Nova crashed promptly at eight o'clock, like he usually does. So. He was a good trooper on that front, but Slade and AJ both stayed up till midnight. They both saw the ball drop for the first time, and then we all promptly crashed at midnight because we were exhausted. It was a long, long freaking day, but in the midst of all that, there was some Thunder basketball being played. The Thunder ended the year of 2023 with less than 10 losses. They added another win in their belt with 22 wins. Over the Brooklyn Nets, 124-108. to 108. Now, as I mentioned, there was a lot going on at my house yesterday. So, admittedly, I didn't get to watch as much of this game as I would have liked to. But I did catch a lot of it. And I got the box score here, you know. We can do some box score heroes. But um, there's a larger discussion I want to have here. Um at the end of this pod, but before we get into that, we'll go ahead and get into the single large item. So, single large item of the game. I mean, you can go a lot of different ways. Like, the entire starting lineup was good in this game. Uh, It's kind of wild how spread out the scoring was in this game. Between the starters, everybody had at least seven Mayfield goals, which I don't remember the last time that happened. Uh, They all shot over 50%. No, I lied. Shea wasn't over 50%, but that's fine. From the three-point line, they all at least made one three-pointer. And Jalen Williams was the only one that was under 50% on that front. Uh, So, I mean, yeah, the starters came to play. And I guess we'll go ahead and start with Shea because he's the head of the snake in this attack. Finished with 24 points, four rebounds, six assists, no steals, no blocks. I will have to go back and look on this but I, mean, I, I probably won't. But <laughs> um, I think this is, might be the first game of the year Shea doesn't have a single steal. And I, I don't really know the reason for it. Um, let me kind of go look at the Nets. This might be a Nets thing at large. I mean, yeah, the Nets only turned the ball over seven times. And that probably plays a big factor into why Shay specifically, the steal leader, by a mile, didn't have a single steal in this game. So, Uh, yeah, okay. Just making sure I was looking at the box score right. Yeah, the Nets only turned the ball over seven times. The starters only turned it over twice. Um, So, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense when you think about it. But, yeah, Shay started out this game as hot as he ever does. I mean, he had 17 points, I think, in the first half. And, or no, it might have even been in the first quarter. Like, Shea came out absolutely on fire, getting to his MIDI, getting to the rim. Like, nobody was stopping him. He was cooking everybody. And then, from what I saw, he started to cool off a little bit there in the second and third quarters. Uh, fourth quarter, I know he made a step back three. I know he got a couple buckets there uh, down the stretch to, like, really put the game away. But, um, specifically, like, waiting the game, because I had him in a partway, uh, I, I was going to have a nice little parlay. I had Shea. I, I think I had all of the starters in the parlay in one, one way or another. And I needed Shea to get, like, forty six and a half points, rebounds, and assists. And usually, like, that's easy. Like, that's that's typical Shea game. But in this game, like, he didn't have to. Like, we won going away, and he didn't have to have a crazy game. <laughs> also didn't have to steal the ball, which also had another parlay. So that, that made me a little sad, but... Yeah, I mean, you know, this I don't mean as a sign of things to come. I mean, Shea is playing at an MVP type level. He's playing at all defensive type level. Uh, I think this was just a blip in the radar. Um, something I did notice: it felt like the Thunder kind of came out flat early in the game. Like Brooklyn came out swinging. Um, so Bridges hit a three. Claxton got to the line for two free throws. DFS Dorian Finney Smith, featured Thunder legend, made a three pointer. And Brooklyn was up 8 to nothing at the start of this game. And that prompted Mark to call a timeout. Dort got a dunk out of timeout. And then Cam Johnson got a layup. Giddy got a shot. Then Woody made a three. Shea made a shot. Bridges made a layup. Shea made another shot. And it followed up with Bridges making another three-pointer. Dort made a three. Shea got free throws. Bridges had a layup. Dub had a layup. I mean, yeah. It was just like a back-and-forth affair. Like. Like, you know, they hit us in the mouth early on, and we responded to our credit, so that was awesome to see. But it was very much back and forth. Um, Really, I want to say going into the third quarter, the deficit wasn't a lot yet. We were only up... Okay, we were up 10 coming out of the third, but we were up, looks like, six. I don't know, we was up three coming out of the half. So it was like a back and forth affair. And then, of course, we ended the game winning by 16, no, not 16, god, math is hard sometimes, what, 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 what am I doing, yeah, it was 16, god, I, I over, oversimplified, I overcomplicated that, so, yeah, anyways, getting back to this single large item, um, let's go to Chet here, Chet had 18 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 blocks, 7 to 10 from the field, 3 of 5 from the 3 point line, the man's just crazy. I, I tweeted out a video of this. I would have put it on the page if I was thinking about it. I was just trying to get it up super fast because I knew all the people that tweet out videos, like, not all of them were watching the game at that point, let I went tweeting. So I was trying to, you know, get the jump on it. But it was, I want to say, yeah, I think it was the first offensive possession for the Thunder coming out of the second half Um Shea got the ball over to Dub. Dub curled around a screen, ran a little pick and roll with Chet Holmgren, lobbed it up, and Chet with the alley oop poster over Nick Claxton. And Nick Claxton had a great game. Like I was, I was honestly shocked at how good Claxton looked in this game. Uh, he had 15, 16, 5, 1 and 1. Um, but yeah, I mean Chet absolutely got the best of him on this play. Got the best of him. On on numerous times. There was another block he had down the stretch. I want to say it was in the fourth quarter where he just came from the weak side on a rotation and just, like, absolutely erased a shot. Like, Chet was insane in this game. Um, And just continues to, like, shatter every expectation you could possibly have about Chet Holmgren. So, yeah, shout out Chet. Um, Santa. (laughs) The last time we can call him Santa... He had 17 points, he was 7 of 14 shooting, 1 of 3 from deep, 2 of 4 from the stripe. His free throw shooting is weird. I don't understand it. I, <laughs> I know he was hovering around like 88% for a while, but like, I don't know. It feels like he splits free throws more often than not. Anyways, 3 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 block. And what I want to talk about with uh, Santa in his last appearance of the year is in his typical like rotation spot this is where he's really been able to cook whenever shea is out of the game at the beginning of the fourth quarter uh so from the beginning of the fourth quarter santa step back jump shot um you got chet making a three and then you got another you got a santa this this is is worded really weird like i remember him making a isn't it, no, it's not a three. I remember making a long shot, but this is makes a twenty-five foot running pull-up jump shot. And I'm sorry, that's just not how I would describe that shot. Anyways, uh, Jalen Williams makes a fifteen foot step-back jump shot. Comes down. Jalen Williams makes a fourteen foot pull-up jump shot. Like immediately, like eight straight points, and like really keeping us afloat. Really. Helping us uh, cut into leads in many games, helping us balloon leads, helping us, you know, maintain, um, you know, staying close in games. Jalen Williams has done that coming out of the fourth quarter all season long, and it was no change in that. So, uh, shout out Santa. You know, would have liked to have like one of those vintage like December games, like you had, you know, a little bit closer to Christmas. Uh, you know, the, the post Christmas games and stuff like that, but. It's all good. You played good. You did what you had to do to help the team win the game. And the Santa thing was fun. I will henceforth be calling him Dub until next December. Um, but yeah. Shout out Santa. He was awesome. Um, let's talk about Lou Dort. He had 18 points. 4 rebounds. 3 assists. He had a block. 7 of 10 shooting. 4 or 5 from deep. <laughs> it's like Jekyll and Hyde with Dort, man. Like, he's always going to give you good defense. Like That's his role. Like He's He's the point-of-attack defender. He's trying to make your life difficult, trying to give you difficult shots. And he does that every game. Like, that's not going to change. But every now and then, Lou Dort's going to hit some shots. And tonight was a night where he's hitting some shots. 7-10 from the field, 4-5 from deep, plus 15 from the floor, 18 points. Like, the thing about Lou Dort is you never know when it's going to come. And it's not something you could just count on happening because of a matchup. Like it's pretty random when it's going to happen, so you can't put him in any far <laughs> ways with any kind of confidence. You know, it's just kind of a sprite performance. But yeah, he was he was great. Um, I keep saying I'm, I think I keep saying tonight, but he was great last night. I uh, know a real reason why we won the game. Josh Giddy. You guys know I don't like talking about Giddy since the whole situation. It's happening, you know. I just don't want to talk about him while he's under in an investigation, and I will continue to not talk about him specifically after a lot of giddy stands has been really ugly to me in the comment comments, almost the like comics in the comments because of my stance about not wanting to talk about him. And guys, I, for for that, I have to say it's my Twitter. I can talk about whatever I want. Like when I talk about Kentucky basketball, I can talk about Kentucky basketball if I want. I talk about Steelers. I can talk about Steelers I want. Talk about Marvel. I can talk about Marvel if I want. It's my Twitter. Like I'm gonna talk about or not talk about what I want. But yeah, I've, I'm i I'm just gonna go ahead and mention you know, just so it's mentioned in the game because I'm the only one on this podcast. He had 20 points, 8 of 16 from the field, four of eight from deep, six rebounds, five assists. You know, this was probably his best game of the season. And I know we've said that a couple of times now, but this probably was Brooklyn was content to let him shoot from three. And he, to his credit, he knocked them down. You know, he was knocking down um, some pretty open shots uh, in the catch-and-shoot variety. And, you know, that's extremely helpful. If he's going to be on this team, he's got to be able to knock down shots. He's got to be able to defend to some degree. Uh, again, I – I didn't get a like lock into this game like I usually do, so I can't comment on his defense. But in terms of the shooting, the basketball, uh, you know, he was doing a job. So, uh, yeah, shout out Giddy for that. Uh, looking at the bench, nothing like too crazy. case Wallace had a nice game. He had ten points, three rebounds, one assist, one block, three seven shooting, two or four from deep, two two from the stripe. I did see that. He got in his bag a little bit tonight, you know, showcasing a little bit of the dribble. I think he had a snatchback midy and then a snatchback um, back three pointer. Um, so yeah, show off some bag a little bit, Casey. You know, you don't have to be like the uh, the boring like glue guy role player all the time, just shooting, catch and shoot threes and you know making all the right plays. Like you know, you show show some stuff if you got it, and we know you got it. So um, he also had five fouls, which you know is just is just rookie play. No big deal. Not concerned about it. Uh, it was nice to see Case and come out there and have a have a good game again. Ooh, I'm sorry, guys. It's like 6 a.m. over here. Nova decided to wake up and in the mid, like not even a butt crack of dawn. Like it's still dark outside, <laughs> and I'm just I'm very tired. Um. Anyways, uh, the rest of the bench. Isaiah Joe had a nice shooting game. Not a high volume shooting game, but he had seven points, one rebound uh was 2-2 two two from the field, both of those being three-pointers. And he got to the line, split his free throws 1-2. Um, yeah, always nice when Casey and Joe are knocking down, contributing off the bench. Uh, Wiggins played 11 minutes, didn't score a single bucket, but he had five rebounds, which looks like was third on the team. So shout-out Wiggins, always making winning plays. And you can make winning plays even not scoring the basketball, and that's what Wiggins is doing. Love his minutes anytime he's out there. Uh, Kendrick Williams, Jalen Williams, well, Jalen Williams put garbage time, but uh, Kendrick Williams, Vasilya Misich also got in this game. Uh, Kendrick it seems like his shooting is just, I don't want to say gone, but he's definitely in a slump. Uh, had two points, four rebounds, two assists, was one of four from the field, 0-2 shooting. Uh, Misich was one of one from the field with two points, had three rebounds and four assists and one steal. Misich is a maestro with the basketball in his hands, creating shots for his teammates, and he continues to showcase that. And he's starting to look a little bit more and more comfortable each game that goes on. Obviously, like, his minutes were very sporadic early in the season, but it feels like, uh, specifically after Christmas, he's been playing a lot more, um, specifically in games that matter. So uh, he's a little bit behind the curve in terms of, like, adjusting to the NBA style and, you know, having games under his belt like some of these other guys, but he's starting to learn, he's starting to adjust, and, you know, he's starting to put together some good performances off the bench, so shout out, message. Um the, <laughs> the other thing I'll talk about before I get into, like, kind of my larger point here, um, Thunder targets, let's talk about them. Mikael Bridges, which you guys know my affinity for Mikael Bridges, 22 points, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 steal. Eight twenty from the field, three ten from three, three three from the stripe. He definitely cooled down after his hot start early on, but man, like his his defense is special. Uh, I I would say, like you know, again I didn't get to see the whole game, but I did see he was checking Shea a lot of his posse- uh, possessions, and I know that his length has not bothered Shea, but definitely made it more difficult for him in the past. So I mean, he's a guy I would love for the Thunder to get their hands on, like. The positional versatility on both sides of the ball, another guy that you know fits the Thunder mold of basketball by you know being able to make decisions with the ball in his hands, being able to shoot, being able to pass, being able to dribble. You know he could do so much for you on both sides of the ball. He's on a very cheap and controllable contract. Uh, I don't think Brooklyn's trying to get rid of him. You know the rumor was that they turned down four first round picks for him last year. To me, I would say give him six first round picks because I mean I think the Cal would will be. Like, fit this team like perfectly. But yeah, Child Bridges. I I love Mikel Bridges. Uh, Dorian Finney Smith finished at 8.6 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 3 of 13 shooting, 2 of 8 from deep. Not a great tryout (laughs) for for the hyphenated hero, Dorian Finney Smith. Um, Doesn't change the fact that I want him. I mean, he was out there running with the starters. Uh, He he got good minutes in defensively, rebounding the basketball um i mean six rebounds in 24 minutes of action it's pretty good activity so uh, i still want to wait for Andy smith I, I still think he would be great for this team not mikhail bridge is great but i still think he'd be great uh shout out cam johnson ternish favorite player thirteen points, six rebounds one still, 511 shooting two of six from deep one of two from the stripe he had an off night shooting the basketball a little bit but you know, if we were to go kick cam johnson you're not going to see me complaining um his shooting is a real weapon like he's He's a true volume shooter with size, so I would be I'd be very much down for that. I'm, I just took my headphone on my ear for a second. If my audio went a little wonky, I apologize. Um, and then the last one that, has, or no, there's two more that's kind of been with the Thunder targets. One of which, Royce O'Neal, did not do great in his tryout at all. A little bit more concerning than DFS, but five points, three rebounds, two assists, one steal in his bench action. Two and nine shooting, one and seven from deep. I don't know. I can't pretend to have watched all of Royce O'Neal's minutes, but the box score don't look pretty. But, you know, I'd be I Like, you know, if we can't get Dwayne Finney-Smith, if we was bringing in somebody with veteran leadership, I'd be okay bringing bring in Royce O'Neal. And, and then another guy that I know that Thunder fans have talked about, I mentioned earlier, 16, or 15, 16, 5, 1-1, 4, Nick Claxton, 5-11 shooting from the field, but he was 5-10 from the stripe. And I don't like that. Like, I don't like the idea of playing Chet at the four anyways. I'm very much against that. I think you guys know that. Um, if you listen to the podcast, I think that uh, I'm not alone in that stance on the podcast. I think that's pretty unanimous, pretty consensus. Um, so I don't love the fit between Nick Claxton and Chet Hungren anyways, but especially if he's going to hit five of ten of his free throws, like that takes us back to like Stephen Adams' days, like Andre Robertson' days, like Kendrick Williams' days. <laughs> Not a fan of that. Not a fan of that. Because then, like, when you get in the playoffs, you know, teams are just going to try to foul you and put you to the line. And it's hard to keep you on the floor at that point. So, I I understand the appeal. You know, the shot blocking, the rebounding. Like, he's a very fun young player. There was one play where he took a rebound, took it coast-to-coast for the for the layup. And I was genuinely shocked. I was like, I didn't know Claxton had that in his bag. Um, but, yeah, like I said, stylistically, with Joe Holmgren, not really feeling it. So the larger point that I wanted to talk about, I keep teasing as we uh, as we get into the end of this podcast, and I've got to find it because I did tweet it, and you know, I I like to uh, <laughs> I like to plug my Twitter every chance I get, obviously. But the Thunder in twenty twenty three on a four game run streak, beating the Minnesota Timberwolves by twenty three, beating the New York Knicks on the second half of a back to back by nine, beating the Denver Nuggets at Denver by twenty six points and beating the Brooklyn Nets, closing out 2023 at home by 16 points. Um, their next game is against the Boston Celtics on Tuesday. I just got to say, man. Let's let let's, hang on before, before I get ahead of myself. Let's just look at the month of December. Because the month of December, the Thunders went 9-3, I believe. Let me double check. Uh, no, that's not right. 10-3. Okay, so we beat the Mavericks by 6 at Dallas. This is why I didn't tweet it, because we lost to the Rockets at Houston by nine. All in all, not a terrible loss. The Rockets are great at home. We only lost by nine. But I didn't dare put out a tweet, you know, talking about how good we've been saying we lost to the Rockets, because I just don't want to hear about them. Uh, Beat the Warriors by two in overtime. Those are always good games. Beat the Jazz by 14. Lost to the Kings by five. Kings have our number, but we keep making it close. Then after that is where we really hit our stride. Um, of course, the historical performance where we beat the Nuggets by one at home or at Denver. Shea hitting the game winner. Chet having the nine, but I guess really eight blocks. Uh, beating the Grizzlies. Methos mm, hard by 19. Sorry. <laughs> uh, beating the Clippers by 19. Like right after that in the next game. Losing to the Lakers only by nine, and that was after their just otherworldly three-point shooting. And then, of course, the four-game stretch that I mentioned. So Thunder go 10-3, and the three losses aren't overly concerning. Rockets are gods at home, apparently. The Lakers were shooting like gods, and the Kings, I guess in our, uh, in our eyes, are gods because we haven't been able to do anything with them over the past few seasons. But... As as I was mentioning, we play the Celtics Tuesday in Oklahoma City, first game of the new year. Uh, right now, the Celtics, I believe, are still the number one team in the Eastern Conference and the NBA at large. Of course, the Thunder right there in the thick of things. Uh, I think they're still the two seed in the Western Conference, um, just by kind of looking at it. And you know, something I want to talk about is I tweeted this out. And, and shout out Cone, because he kind of inspired, or he kind of inspired it by a tweet that I, I'm pretty sure he was putting out trolling or just joking. Um, and I, I think he said, "What if this team just won the NBA Finals?" And I, I, I'm pretty sure he was joking, just by knowing Cam's like sense of humor and everything. And I'm not saying this team is going to win the NBA Finals. I'm not saying they're built for it. I'm not saying that even making a trade in this season, is going to send you to the NBA Finals. But I tweeted something out, and I I think it's worth mentioning. I said, just because, and I I did this without any context, just because I didn't want to, like, put it out there like that. And I just wanted to get people thinking a little bit. But I said, just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean it can't be done. Just because a team goes from being in the play-in to – fill in the blank like second round of playoffs western conference finals nba finals nba champion just because that doesn't happen doesn't mean it has or just doesn't mean it can't happen like it it goes back to the saying that the king of the prairie like the franchise's greatest player that ever played a game of basketball in oklahoma city used to say why not Why not us? Like, forget the finals, forget the champions. Like, why can't we win a playoff series? Why can't we make it to the Western Conference Finals? Like, I predicted in my, like, scorching tape bowl prediction show. Why can't we make the finals? Like, why can't we? Like, just because history says you can't, why can't we be the team that makes history? Just because there's this preconceived notion about young teams – why can't this young team be different? This team didn't have, like, you know, those young teams in the past didn't have an MVP candidate, or Jacob's Alexander. They didn't have a rookie that was an all-star and an all-defensive team candidate. They didn't have another player that is complementary to both of those stars in every way possible. They didn't have all these high-level role players at every position helping them out, strengthening their weaknesses, full stop, full go. Like, again, I'm not saying we're going to win the NBA championship this year, okay? I know I'm optimistic, but I'm not naive. I don't think that's going to happen. What I am saying, (sighs) why can't we have that expectation? Why can't we have the expectation that this team is different? This team is different than any other thunder team we've had this is different than any team we've seen because of how much they've grown how much they have developed and how short of a time and why can't this be a new era of thunder basketball that's what i'm going to leave you with at the end of this podcast you know <laughs> kind of will preach you there at the end but uh I, I think you get the point now i'm very excited about this team um, and if, <laughs> if we beat the Boston Celtics on Tuesday, I don't care what fashion it is. I'm on a five-game win streak, taking down the Wolves, the Nuggets, and winning in the back-to-back against the Knicks, beating the Nets when like our minds are already on New Year's Eve, and then the Boston Celtics, like the best in the West, the best in the East, NBA champion, two tough teams in between. I'm going to be insufferable. (laughs) I'm just going to let you know. I'm going to be insufferable. But, yeah, very excited about this team. Very excited to see what happens. Very excited to see them live twice in Oklahoma City. Um, Now within two weeks, January 13th, uh, we will be playing the Orlando Magic. We will be having our Topic Thunder fan event. A lot is going on that day. We'll be having a meetup before the game at the parlor, I believe, at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. <clears throat> that will run until you're ready to leave and head over to the game. Uh, I'm going to try to get there early for the Blazers game to get Shay's autograph. So I'm I'm locked in. As long as people are there, as long as we can get to there, there for tip-off and might get our seats, I'm locked in at the parlor. You got great food. Jerry's, you know, the guys that drink said so he got great drinks. Uh, really friendly staff, like a really cool area. They're going to have, like, roped off for us. We're going to have like sign-up sheet for giveaway. We're going to have name tags so you can put your tw- name and your Twitter at. so people can kind of associate you with both. Um, we're going to have a photo booth so you can take photos to uh, kind of commemorate the memory. Um, and then we're also going to have a drive. We're going to be having a drive for the uh, Homeless Women and Battered Women Shelter in OKC. I think it's YWCA is what Jerry said. Um, <clears throat> I, I'm relating all this secondhand, so... If I mess up any information, I apologize. We will be having a flyer out there with all the information, but we'll be having a donation drive for them. They're asking for formula. They're asking for any size diapers. They're asking for wipes, and they're asking for feminine products uh, for, you know, those women that, you know, have gone through what they have gone through. So if you want to help out with that, that would be awesome. We will get all that to them. That is just part of the experience. Then, of course, the game, January 13th. Immediately thereafter, we'll be playing the Orlando Magic, who are a very good team in the Eastern Conference. You get to see Palo versus Chet. You get to see Shea go against the Magic after saying that, oh, by the way, Chet was the number one overall pick, or should have been the number one overall pick. We get to see how Palo responds to that. That'll be fun to see. Immediately after the game, we will be having the meeting at midcourt to take the big group photo. You will be taking a half-court shot for... The chance at more lower-level tickets in the, uh, in a future game of Thunder season. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm working on some other stuff uh, to make this an even more special chance for you guys. Um, I just want to say the support, the turnout, it's been great so far. Keep it up. We have been resupplied with more tickets. There are more tickets available on our site. <laughs> it is in the pinned tweet on our profile at OKC Top of Thunder on Twitter. Uh, I pinned it myself, so it is there. Just click on that link. There's plenty of tickets, upper level, lower level. I say plenty of tickets, lower level. There's like 10 tickets left, lower level. So, want to pounce on those as quick as you can. And I think that's it. I think that's it. But, yeah. Um, Thunder looked great. Very excited about this team. Very excited to see them live. Very excited to meet a lot of you guys for the first time and for the second time or the third time. It's very excited in general. I'm <laughs> in a very excited mood. But I'm going to go uh, get this baby's nebulizer started. And I hope you all have a very awesome rest of your day off, as this is New Year's Day. Uh, if you're not off today, I apologize for opening it. Um, but we will be back tomorrow night with our normal podcast schedule where we play the Boston Celtics. Hopefully talking about a win and how the Thunder Finals bam. So until then, hope you all have a great night. God bless. Hope when you can. And as always, Thunder Up. Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder Podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review and follow us on Twitter at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder Up!